Hey there, it's Rasa. Just checking in for the show to remind you to follow the Patreon link at youmustknowEverything.com for way cool stickers, shoutouts, birthday greetings, and bonus content. Or shop our store for vexing question t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs for yourself or the special someone in your life. Now, on with the show! Hello, Rasa. Hi, Dad. How are you this morning? I am good. Terrific. Are you ready to know everything? Yes, I am. Let's cram that brain then. Today, I want to talk to you about feedback. Feedback is when you say or do something and you get information back about it. For example, Your soccer coach might give you feedback about becoming a better passer. A teacher might give you feedback about mastering long division. An email, comment, or online review is feedback for a podcast. Very true. All good things. Feedback is a gift. Feedback helps us improve. But feedback can be painful, too, because it's frustrating and embarrassing to be told what you're doing wrong or can do better. You might get down on yourself. You might feel like giving up or talking back. Or you might feel like you need to leap to action and fix everything right away that your entire life is ruined until you do. I'm overwhelmed already. My advice is this. When you're getting feedback, don't respond to it right away. Responding to agree or disagree, leap to action or explain what they don't get, gets in the way of listening and receiving. When someone is giving you feedback, just let them give it to you. At most, smile and say, I'm listening. Let me think about that. Thanks. Let the feedback exist without you interfering with it or making it personal one way or another. I think that's smart, but what if it's just too frustrating? Take a break. If you can, go home. If you're home and you can, go to sleep. Let the feedback Settle in overnight. Think of it like a piece of artwork someone gave you. Hang it on the wall of your mind temporarily and then walk away. When you wake up, the feedback will have settled in. It won't be immediate or surprising anymore. It'll just be words. And those words can be helpful, inspiring, encouraging, or not. For me, the most common thing is after a minute, an hour, or a day or two, I feel like the feedback is obvious, or my own idea. I say to myself, yeah, sure, no big deal, definitely, why not? And any parts that don't feel like that, I just forget about. It's like they fade away and disappear. That makes sense, because sometimes I get two conflicting pieces of feedback. But if I hang them both on the wall like paintings overnight, the best parts blend into one another. The feedback paintings have become feedback wallpaper. That's right. They're just part of life. Like anything else you experience and take in. Wow, great lesson. There's just a couple of things I'd like to tweak. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Why not? Ready for today's poem? Yes, I am. 
It's on a favorite subject of yours, balloons. Everybody loves balloons. From Balloons by Sylvia Plath. Since Christmas, they have lived with us, guileless and clear, oval soul animals taking up half the space, moving and rubbing on the silk, invisible air drifts, giving a shriek and pop when attacked, then scooting to rest, barely trembling, yellow cathead, blue fish, such queer moons we live with, instead of dead furniture, straw mats, white walls, and these traveling globes of thin air, red, green, delighting. Delightful! Can I read it? Yes. From Balloons by Sylvia Plath. Since Christmas, they have lived with us, guileless and clear, oval soul animals, taking up half space, moving and rubbing on the silk, invisible air drifts, giving a shriek and pop when attacked, then scooting to rest, barely trembling, yellow cat head, blue fish, such queer moons we live with, instead of dead furniture, straw mats, white walls, and these traveling globes of thin air, red, green, delighting. Hmm. If you didn't have the title, Balloons, would you still be able to figure out what these are? Probably. They talk a lot about these floating ovals. Yeah, it's almost a riddle. What's well, an oval soul animal that gives a shriek and a pop when attacked, but then scoots to rest barely trembling? And it says it's not dead furniture, which suggests to me that it's in the room, but it's kind of alive. Is that true in your experience of balloons? Yes. I like to play a game where I chase the balloon and I bop it across the room, and then I run and go, oh, you can't get away from me so fast, balloon. <laughs> and then the balloon squirms three, and I push it over there, and I go, oh, no. Since Christmas, they have lived with us. Is that typical? They don't come every day. They come after a birthday or, or a, a big holiday. holiday. For example, we've had balloons living in our basement since the last time we had a party about a year ago. The balloons stay. Kids insist on it, I guess. They take up half the space in the room, but still... They're so fun! You don't find they get sad when they get wrinkled and shrunken at the end, or they're in distress and they pop and they startle you, and then you run and you go, oh yeah, there's that balloon. The cat must have found it finally. No, because if the balloon's all wrinkly and deflated and you poke the teeniest hole in it, then you can jump on it, step on it, or sit on it until the air goes all the way out. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes, I do. This vexing question comes from Ari, my fellow fifth grade podcaster, in the At Your Level podcast. 
Ari's vexing question is, why is it that I can bring down my ring finger without moving my pinky, but I can't move down my pinky without moving my ring finger? Ooh, this is fun to play with. I'm playing with it already as he's asking that question. Okay, everybody, ring finger and pinky up. Now pinky down, they both go down. Ring finger and pinky up. Ring finger down, it can go down all by oh, yeah. itself. Great question, Ari. Great podcast. We were honored to be guests on there for their Bad Dad segment. Definitely check out the Embarrassing Parent episode to hear us on that if you missed it. And let us see. Da, da, da. I will somehow both clench my fists and dig deep, and I will find the answer to your question, Ari. answer to Ari's vexing question. Of the five fingers on each hand, only the thumb moves with completely independent muscles. Second most flexible are the index and pinky fingers, which have independent extensor or straightening up muscles. These keep your pinky up even as your ring finger flexes or goes down. When your pinky flexes on the other hand, your ring finger has no choice but to follow. It can't stand up on its own. It's kind of like parents and kids. If the parent goes to bed, the kid usually has to too. But if the kids go to bed, the parent can still stay up. I guess parents are pinkies then, and kids are ring fingers. And when you need a babysitter, bring in the thumb. You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Join us on Patreon, shop our store, submit your own vexing questions, and hear more than 100 previous episodes for free at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.